Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There's an eclipse, which is where I, I, I want to make sure I, I'm getting these terms right. But mm-hmm. an eclipse is where either the moon passes between the Earth and the sun. That's a solar mm-hmm. eclipse. Mm-hmm. Or a lunar eclipse. You switch the you switch them around. In a lunar eclipse, the reason the moon turns fun colors is because the Earth is the one in the middle. Yes, right. So the Earth right. is passing between the sun and the moon. But then there's something called a transit. Okay, so now we are getting into astrology. Yeah. And and a transit is when another celestial body... Inter- um, like, a transit it, is like a baby eclipse, is, is like the easiest way of thinking about it. Right. Um, but we don't, but case, we don't call them an eclipse. Right, because an eclipse means it's like, so like the definition of eclipse is covered up. Mm-hmm. And in our case, we're talking about Mercury or Venus passing right. between the sun and the earth. And they're not big enough. We're not close enough to Mercury or Venus for them to blot out the sun. <laughs> so when you call it, has this, it's this very like, you refer to it in a much fancier way for some reason. Yeah. It's called like the transit of Mercury or the transit of Venus. Um, but they... Uh, they only you get much fewer of those than you do of the other kind, especially with um, especially with transit of Venus. Also, there are partial transits of yeah. Mercury and Venus that you can't even see because it's this kind of like a partial lunar or solar eclipse you can see because there's a slice taken out of the corner of it. Right. But if like a corner of Venus passes over a corner of the sun, you're not going to see that from here. Okay, and then there's a conjunction. Which is different where, again. Which is where Mercury or Venus are close enough to the sun at the time of of an eclipse that you can see that planet, but they are the, they are not the thing causing the obfuscation of the sun. So the conjunction conjunctions are like probably the fuzziest thing. Yeah. Um, a conjunction. The only reason, let me start over. All that has to happen technically for a conjunction is that two astronomical bodies have to be close to each other. Mm-hmm. The only reason they get lumped in with eclipses is that we can only see a conjunction when those two bodies align with each other mm. in view of the, in when we can see them thanks to the sun. Right. Right. So like there are conjunctions happening around you all the time. But you just can't see them. Right. All right. And then my last note. I mean, not all the time, but, and of course they're not actually close. Yeah. They're just, just they're on the same, they're on the same like Z axis. Yeah, 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 you yeah, see, yeah. The yeah. partial transit is like the little skew me, like skew, like yeah. just a little. Boop. 
Yeah. And and now I, I ha- now I have a goal. It's not a goal I'm going to reach, but I would like to live until April 5th, 15,232. Okay. Okay. Because according to this Wikipedia page, mm-hmm. that's when the next solar eclipse and transit of Venus is expected. Ooh. And like if if we are still around on this planet and we are not planning some wild shit for that day. Mm-hmm. What are we even doing? End of this. So, like, technically, if you want to, you can celebrate this. Like, technically, a new moon is a conjunction, just for example. So you can celebrate this every month if you want. Um, but what was I going to say? So there's actually, there's, there's, um, Ryan, how deep into this research did you go? I'm just, I'm in true full cast fashion. I'm just mm-hmm. on Wikipedia right now. Okay, so a transit is one planet that is, like, passing near another planet. It's like Mm -hmm. a bump pass. Um, There are planetary eclipses where one planet completely covers up another planet. That's an an occultation, like (coughs) occultation. Um, But I don't think the... And those can take place with planets that are not just... Uh, that like Jupiter can get Jupiter and Saturn can get involved there because you can occasionally see those with the night sky. But I think the next one of those doesn't happen until 2065. Mm. Well, maybe uh, we start with there. Maybe that's a baby step. Well, in the meantime, I think it's time for us all to head to Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Mm-hmm. Yes. The next eclipse is going to yes. be visible. <laughs> that's part of the belt. Um, where Na- NASA is hosting an event at Indianapolis Motor Speedway for the for the eclipse coming up. I did Saturday. not know that. So there's yeah. there's a bunch of um there's there's a there's a big belt across the like a seat belt shaped transit across or transit a seat belt shaped uh belt across the US where you can see this. The problem is the further north I'm actually surprised they're doing it there and not in like San Antonio cuz the further north you go the greater chance you have of being obscured by clouds. Like, upstate New York is going to get this next one. Indianapolis is going to get this next one. Uh, like, St. Louis, I think. Um, and I want to, I personally, I want to go to San Antonio and, like, watch it on the Riverwalk. Oh, I, I've lied. The, the, the Indianapolis one is in six months, not the one happening this weekend. Oh yeah, that's that's for the uh, that's for the next big eclipse in April. Okay. What okay. are you doing? Yeah, I just watched the eclipse here with a gigantic. Uh, Big steak sandwich that you know pounded out to like the size of a hubcap, but the bun is still me really little. Go to Indianapolis. I, I know, I know this is not. I'm I'm double checking. I know this doesn't line up with the calendar. I'm yes. watching it through. The oh state. no, it could it actually could. So the NFL draft, which is oh my in god, Detroit this year is supposed to be April 25th and 26th. <laughs> but this eclipse that we are talking about is um is. I think March, May 8th or something. Oh, no way. I just had it. How am I fucking this up? It's fine. Um, like, why not have some event? Yeah, April 8th. April so 8th. you could do this. And then the ne- that's the last one for like 20 years, by the way. So so why not have... Well, what do you what do you think <gasps> would be better? We have Should the NFL have- draft on that day because that's. I think that's enough time for us to convince the Jets fans that they can turn off the sun with if they're displeased enough with their pick. Like, 
That Boo! Would be, the listen. eclipse rolls up. <laughs> Boo! <laughs> Boo! Fuck you, f- Jupiter! Boo! <laughs> fucking sun's done with his fucking team. Hey, Hera, what that thing do? Like, oh, huge fights breaking out over whether they're using the Roman or Greek pantheon. Mm. Burn it all down. I don't want to watch us lose to the Pats again. <laughs> My family's been Zoroastrians for 200 years. The, pa- the Patriots suck right now. So I don't, I don't right know what accent so that they, was. They probably won't lose to, to the Pats ever. But yeah, I, Pretty I good Jets fan guy. Pretty good, buddy. I, I, I Is this how they feel when they try to do Southern? Like, with all, with all due respect to Detroit, which is a perfectly fine city. Like, we should move the 2024 NFL draft to Indianapolis Motor Speedway for the Eclipse. At least at least the first pick should coincide with the... the <coughs> and there the should be a live race. race going on the whole time. There should so be a live... Yes. So you can't hear shit. So it's like, <laughs> with the first pick! <laughs> and the sun is being blotted out. Yeah. Oh, the this... planets are moving even faster. Than... Oh, man. Indy's Indy race in total darkness. And again, I'm eating a storm drain sized steak sandwich and watching the eclipse through it. I poke two we little could, holes through it. We could trick out all the cars with neon like they do at 24 hours of Daytona. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Race it at night. Yeah. Yep. Here for it. Yeah. As, as they announce Shadur Sanders, the number one draft pick for the Houston Texans. I don't know. Oh, Texas no. won't be there. Who, who's going to be? Who's going? Oh, yeah, it'll be the Brown. No, it won't be the Browns. No. Who's the, it going to be? The Panthers have the worst record it right might now. Be but the Falcons. They traded. But they're not getting to... that draft pick because that goes it to the really Bears. Might be the, <laughs> the Bears are not going to keep that pick. The Bears are not going to take it. Is it going to be a Viking? Sure. You know what? That's not a. That's not a bad call. Mm. That's not a bad call at all. New York Giants. They suck. They're fucking terrible. Mm. Good job giving Danny Dimes all the money. Dude, Dude, if he goes to the Giants, there's a better than even chance that like a Dion Peyton Eli three way feud spills onto ESPN two. Best television ever. With the first pick, mm-hmm. the Chicago Bears select Bo Nix of the University of Oregon. <laughs> and then the I sun explodes. <laughs> because what what is a total solar eclipse but a giant fucking O? Go Ducks. Of the That's heart. right. And I'm holding up the, again, I've got the steak sandwich, so I'm good. It'll shield me from That's the explosion. Right. Yes. I'm totally fine. Shutdown Full Cast. You are listening to the internet's only college football podcast. Are we recording? We are recording. I am Spencer <laughs> Hall, joined this week by Ryan Nanny, Holly Anderson, and Michael Cerbero. Jason's the ones not dead. And twos. Jason is not Jason's dead. Jason's not dead. Jason Again, is tending to important this business. We say it so confidently. Oh, like. Schrodinger's Kirk, yes. Um, 
almost positive that Jason is not dead. Do He's, not send Jason, Jason your blood. Jason is not in the hospital as far as also, we know. Do not s- stop sending Jason blood. He's becoming far too powerful. Also, mm-hmm. we didn't kill Dick Buttkiss. Yep. Who's Dick Buttkiss? Dick Buttkiss. Let me get some emails. R.I.P., buddy. Uh, crunch Wait, course. Wait, who said we did? Well, we is it because about- we brought up Crunch Course? Yes, yes. I think there was I think there was a suggestion that by us bringing up Crunch Course, we <laughs> brought Dick Puttkiss to an untimely end. I still say if any of that worked, we would have knocked off Kissinger three years ago. Maybe we have. Maybe these are where just... Is his, where is his health bar? Maybe these are life, life model decoys. Mm. Please, I'm the, the Street Fighter or Tekken music as, you know, I do the... Kissinger's down to one bar! Fight! <laughs> New, nope. New bar. New bar right <coughs> Damn it. He evolves into Mecha Kissinger. You're not ready for it. I hate these kind of bosses. Um, yeah, it's all the ollieing that he's done. Remember, skateboarding and his love of ollieing over trash cans is the only thing that's kept that evil man alive this long. I would like to begin with news of other... No, you would like to begin with a reminder of what? That this episode is sponsored by the delicious taste of Coors Light. Mountain Brewed. No. No? Mountain Fresh? That's closer. <sighs> yep. Cold? Mountain. There's like five words Mountain. I have to remember. What temperature? Cold. What What kind of sensation does it provide? Cool. You? Sensation. No. Fresh? Refreshing? <laughs> Mountain. Noun form. I have to cough. <laughs> 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 I don't remember Mountain your... Mountain cold. cold. Sound it out. No. Refreshment. (laughs) No, I don't play this game. Use your... Come on. Mountain cold. M. M sound. Mountain. Mm. No. Made. Mm. Made. Refresh. What is it? Made to chill. Thank you. Made to chill. There you go. I wanted to start with just one little factoid. Um, For those of you who endured the USC Arizona game, which um, remember last weekend kind of a bookend of two entirely different kinds of excellent football games filled with a lot of butt in the middle. Oh, yeah. We we actually could have recorded an entire second show Yeah, on Saturday night after our initial show, which began at like 1130. Yeah. If you didn't stay up, um, I just a few things that happened. They called a swinging gate on a late two-point conversion. Jedfish forgot the rules for double OT. Um, USC kicked a field goal three feet. That, that was the thing that really yep. and actually happened. Yeah, like them, like, and, like you you getting out of a sand trap is what it looked like. Yeah, yeah, maybe a little worse actually, right? <laughs> um, it looked like what happened. It honestly, it looked a lot like when they go, "Hey, we've got this complete amateur out here to kick a twenty-five yard field goal, yes, and if right. he does that, he's going to win this two thousand nineteen Chevy Impala mm-hmm. from Martin Chevrolet oh, just down the road, right? Alumina. Now he's going to win a two thousand twelve Lumina. From no shit, yeah, with 123,000 miles, um, Chevy fart noise. They and you see the product of them going lateral, right? Which you should kick straight on. I'm just gonna keep banging this 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 pot here until somebody listens. Except for when it's really oh, funny, like you're kicking it to Dabo's son. They weren't trying. Right. They weren't trying to set up from there. They fucked up a handoff and had to recover a fu- like they right. There was almost a chance that they weren't even gonna get to attempt it. Wait, yeah. did we cover the team kicking to Dabo's son? Because that was hysterical. I believe we did. Okay. Um, in this case, USC attempts this field goal, and it looks just like the guy kicking for uh, a minivan with 120,000 miles on it, right? <laughs> At the Kennesaw State game. That's 
That's exactly what it looked like. And they still won the game, which is why I think you should rank them. Because if they have a defense this bad and are this haphazard across the board and they are still winning their Arizona games, and by Arizona games, we mean any any game against the state of Arizona in the Pac-12 where you're playing and unsuspectedly they come out of nowhere, give you everything you can handle and press you to the limit and make you look like an absolute basket case and you're still winning, then I don't know. Something's got to be good. Everybody's I mean, shitting on him. And but, and I thought, yes. Like, the offense didn't look great either. <laughs> no, they like look like garbage. It's, it's they very, look like garbage. It's very easy to sort of take the, like, Alex Grinch sucks and the defense is... And yes, like, the defense is not good enough. Although they, they like... Truthfully, the, the defense probably saved their asses more than the offense did. Yes. Uh, against an Arizona team that... Uh, a starter in his uh, in his second, second start, start. Yeah. through five TDs uh, against USC's defense, which kind of again, we're, we're, every single sentence we say both supports and undermines the previous. That's how that's how awesome USC is as a football team, a disaster and a success all at the same time, unfolding simultaneously. To that point, I went and I uh, decided uh, to, you know. I was like, you know, th- did I miss anything about that game? Right? Did I miss? Because, you know, you, you don't see everything in real time. I do. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you do. professor. I don't. So it was like, is it really as bad and as haphazard as I remember? Practical are they possession battle. Are they kind of as out of control as I Thing? thought they were? Um, that was good. Shotgun Spratling caught this. What? Uh, that's Shotgun Spratling, longtime USC observer, writer, and fan. Uh, he observed this that when it was 20 to 20, 28 to 20, and on 28 28, two different plays, two different points in the game, uh, USC had 10 men on the field. 10, 10 men on the field in the fourth quarter against Arizona. Does this, is it possible that this is like. That this has always been the case, and there's just so much tape publicly available now that we're just noticing it more. Like, I bet if you went back and looked at, like, I don't know, 1994, you'd be like, oh, yeah, guys had 10. Defenses constantly were accidentally having 10 men for one play. and then, But, like, we just didn't notice it unless they got killed on it. I bet that's true. I bet we go back and we notice all kinds of things, like... You go back and look at, you know, Doug Flutie's Hail Mary against Miami and you go, man, there's a dog on the field. It's just like a German shepherd out there at the 35. I bet that is true. And because, you know, famously, like if I thought about a play that in the pre-digital era would have gotten this kind of scrutiny and did, um, it'd be the fifth down play. That's a big one because, you know, that one was televised and that's a pretty big mistake. Right. Like that's a very obvious it's a mistake that literally has a number on it. Right. Like, although I've watched that and going back and watching it, if you you I wouldn't have picked it up. Like everything is so intense at that point and they just keep going and you're so used to the refs and everyone going, "Okay, next play (laughs) that you just go. Oh, yeah, sure. That's what I'm supposed to do. So I get why they missed it. You know, not. Oh, what idiots. I'm like, well, that is weird. And yeah, you did make a mistake, but everyone going with it, that makes total sense. But I think you're right. I think if you went and looked back, you'd probably find 10 men on the field way more often than you think. That's especially because uh, I know there were way fewer people in charge of quality control. Sure. 
Yeah, you had fewer coaches, fewer analysts, whatever. Like, yeah, I, I'm I'm sure that was part of it. Um, you just had you just had Ray Ray. That was it. You just had Ray Ray, the defensive line coach. Was, you know, it was just like, yeah, I counted to eleven. You're like, nah, I don't know if I trust you, Ray Ray. <laughs> um, I I am also, and I know we talked about this at great length on the After Dark show. I am a little worried that Miami's fail failure to kneel. I'm a little worried this is going to become Mario Cristobal's naked photo on a boat with a shark. It should. <laughs> like, like I think. Okay. I it, think in the same way that everybody, like Jim McElwain, could never escape that while he was at Florida, even though it wasn't him. And it had sure. nothing to do with football. Like, sure. Was, my, wasn't it, though? Yeah, okay. Like, okay. Emotion, wasn't sure. that an emotional sure. truth? For legal purposes, no, it wasn't Jim McElwain. For spiritual purposes, yes, that was Jim McElwain naked with that shark on him. We can't mm-hmm. prove it wasn't Jim McElwain. That's legally. fair. That's fair. But like, oh, oh, Also, by the way, I, if you yeah. want to know the, the, the pressures of a situation like yeah. that, like of being uh, a guy in over his head at a job where everybody's yelling you're over your head. Like the way the way he reacted to that and the absolute hardo idiot like yeah, what was the I didn't watch the presser after that cuz we were doing the show. Oh, he's heated. He was totally like like you want, oh you want to talk about Mario. Was he heated at himself? Mario? No, Mario was no. kind of just resigned. He just sort of like and um. I think subsequently because it's it's been the offensive coordinator has come out and said that he was the one who made that call. And now, like zoinks, the 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 level of attention that everyone, Miami fans included, are giving to this now, to the mm. like, <clears throat> were yes, what was this running back probably down? Yeah, but that's not what they called. Yeah, that's I just think not it was. what they called. I'm sorry. All right, um, they're trying to like lip read Mario to sort of like. There's a suggestion that he told the offensive coordinator, "You probably want to kneel it here," but didn't tell him to call a kneel down. Just let him call a running play. So, can I take the wheel here for mm-hmm. for a moment? I uh, y'all know that since since Florida International and his unceremonious ousting, uh, I've been a Mario fan. Uh, I've been a Mario defender. Um, that 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 train derailed on Saturday night, but I think this should hang around because. I am hoping that if this hangs around, it may have the power to affect change. Because here's the thing. Here's like three. Okay, here's three or four things. Uh, One, this was worse than the Oregon fuck up. People are talking about how he lost the Stanford game in the same way. This is actually worse. Um, As Split Zone Duo, an NFL podcast, pointed out on Monday of this week, a first down in that Stanford Oregon game has value. Right. Not here. Right. They were ahead. Second of all, it that that first one clearly did not dog him enough to affect change because here we are doing it again, worse in a different program, in a worse <laughs> situation. And This was an every level failure, and that's what concerns me. Like they were already not having the best turnover luck that night. Oh, they're, um, they're they played a terrible game, right? 
I don't blame I don't blame the kids at all in this situation. It's the you know we we talk about this whether it's you know whether it's Michigan developing a quarterback, whether it's uh, you know Tennessee doing literally everything. <laughs> we say over and over again that these guys are paid millions and millions of dollars to put their players in a position to succeed. But before you can do that, before you can capably do that, you have to put yourself in a position to succeed. And that sounds like pablum, but here's what I mean. Mm -hmm. Mario is demonstrably a great recruiter. And I think he's building, I think he's building something there at Miami. Here's, here's another problem that Split Zone pointed out, that Alex, I believe, pointed out. The, uh, the way this is going, if change is, if change is not made at the in-game coaching level, the players are going to get better because he's, you know, he's, he's, re he's recruiting talent. Uh, the, the level of overall talent on the player is going to rise, on the, t on the roster is going to rise. The players are going to get better, and this is going to happen again. There's no... Uh, there's nothing to suggest that this won't happen again. There are so many different ways to be successful as a head coach. No one thinks less. I mean, there there are many reasons to think less of him. Nobody thinks less of Dabo for running his program in the CEO model and hiring play callers uh, and, and hiring play callers to compliment him. There would be absolutely nothing wrong. No one would bat an eyelash. In this case, I think people would celebrate if Mario turned in-game mechanics over to coaches who focused on that and only on that and focused on what he is good at, which is bringing in this talent, which is bringing in this talent and building this program. But he seems uh, either he won't do that or he's being held back by some unknown force at the university from doing that. And I don't see how this program overall moves forward. Like I, I'm not, I'm not calling for him to be fired, but I don't see how they move forward without making changes in the way they do things during games. And if they, if they are the ones who are able to make that decision and they can't see that, then this needs to be their albatross around their necks until they do. Yeah, and this is, this is, and I think that's pointing to like Miami's still making great progress. I, yeah. I know that's a weird thing to end up. No, here. it is a weird place to end it up. Is, to go, but the problem hey, is, the, the problem is this danger. This this danger remains. They were twenty three. They're, they're going to lose a bigger. What if they lose a bigger game like this with better players? I'm gonna, <laughs> let, let me flip that. They were twenty three twenty, despite the fact that they had. Five goddamn turnovers in that game. Five. Five. And they were like they had four prior to the last fumble, and they were still go in the position to ice it. The improvement of the program is not in I, doubt. I, that dis combined, I, that combined, I disagree. That combined with the You disagree that the program's improving? I I think the fact that like A, the turnovers don't just happen out of nowhere. And some of those throws Tyler Van Dyke made were just Wrong well, decisions, it, bad choices. Like, by the way, all all credit to Georgia Tech. By the way, their defensive coordinator came up with a brilliant plan, yes. despite the fact that he had been on the job a week. Mm -hmm. Right, a week. Right. Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech just got rid of their yeah, defensive Georgia coordinator. Georgia played their asses off, and so and so. My thing and is, still doesn't get to take full credit for this win, but yeah. they played their asses off, and they're you know they're in a hole too. My thing is like, <clears throat> I I I agree and appreciate with what Holly is saying about like. If you if it keeps going this way, it'll just get it'll just happen 
on a bigger, worse stage. But, like, this game shouldn't have been... On paper, this game shouldn't have been close. Not in this year. They, they shouldn't have been... the Like, the flaw from, like, a coaching and development perspective is you weren't leading by 17 points at this point in the game. This, like... I don't I don't I don't look at this Miami team and say like, oh, this is wildly removed from the team that won 14-12 in four overtimes against Virginia last year. Thank you for reminding me about that game. The, like the team that lost to Clemson by 30, to Florida State by 42, to last year's Pittsburgh team by 26, to Duke last year by 24, to Middle Tennessee by two touchdowns like I the the only point of evidence in the other direction based on who they played so far is the Texas A&M game and I I don't know that there's enough to take away from that at this point. Like they ran, they they successfully scored a lot of points on Texas A&M, yeah. but well we're I don't think we're if we're going to make that argument then I think we probably have to wait until the end of the season because sure. we have a sample size of 6. That's totally fair. <laughs> that's that's totally fair. But I Also think... what did what did Mario do the day after this game? Landed a four-star wide recruit. Wide yeah, receiver. Yeah. I recruit. mean, I mean that's... I just and I don't know why I'm trying this is a reflex I have that I try and try I I bang my head against the wall to try and make things make sense regardless of whether or not they're things that are inherently sensical, but I cannot understand what is preventing them? Like uh, he can't like play calling. I, I, I maybe I, maybe I don't play enough golf to understand the, not- the pleasure of doing something <laughs> over and over and over again that you're terrible at. It's yeah. it's not even it's not even but play like, call- it's not even play calling. It's like management, yeah, like game management, and like who? But like he's so clearly an ace at this other part of the job, and abso- again, absolutely no one. That we know about, you know, I, I don't know how the university president feels about this or whatever, but absolutely no one would bat an eyelash if he turned, you know, if he turned in-game management over to an OC. There are plenty of coaches who do. What is the deal? Like, I keep, I keep running up against this, not because, like, I have any particular emotion attached to Miami, as because it doesn't make sense, and that's making me crazy. Yeah, I, I guess... I, I don't like know. There, there's there's a solution here that mm-hmm. would help you, and as far as we know, harm no one. So what gives? So with like and and until I I think this again I think this should dog them until some kind of change is made because it clearly didn't learn from the last one. I do think you're seeing like just to get to like one little point beyond this. I think you're seeing a lot of organizational like mayhem play mm. out on the field in real time because I don't know if coaching staffs know what they're doing anymore because they have to do so many things in so many different directions. Yeah. And like like and I say that because that's what we're watching with we're watching a lot of things happen with Florida at once, but Florida is very much like we have this ma- we know we're supposed to have like 300 people we don't know how to manage them all and it's very very clear <laughs> that that's impacting some of what they do on the field the talent not being there being very young yes all of that but there are serious management issues because i think you're seeing coaches struggle with that in real time i don't even know if alabama's unaffected by that tell me do we watch alabama watch alabama on offense and tell me there's not 
some kind of management issue there, some sort of organizational issue. Because I think that's that's true. Sometimes that comes out in process. Sometimes that comes out in management. Sometimes that comes out in game situations. But like, I think that's real. I know Lincoln Riley is a good coach. I do. Okay, like he's very very good. But t- watch that team and tell me that they've got the org chart figured out. They don't. I. I this is this is a super cliche answer. I think some of the differences between some of these teams, like one of the differences I think between Alabama and USC, for instance, um, is they figure out they figure out what to change in the middle of the game. Like this is truthfully, this is what's made Florida State so good. Florida State almost always has a quarter where like the thing just breaks, where they can't move the ball where they're not that great on defense. Like there was, there was a long stretch of the LSU opener where, where it was like, Oh, this looks like it's going to go the complete opposite direction. But, and in, in the Clemson game was the same way. There's, you know, the second quarter of the Virginia tech game, like, but I think good teams can, can change direction in a way that like, I don't know that I don't know like USC. I I I have no, never gotten the sense that like USC was like all right. Here's what the in game adjustments are going to look like. Yeah, no that that bus is coming apart. Right. Oh, yeah. like, speaking of speaking of games that finished, speaking of games that finished after we were done on Saturday. And, and now, by the way, I think there's a strength to teams that thrive despite those conditions and it's very hard to discern them from the ones that are on well, the verge of collapse pro- you know like like prob- for instance yeah. every less miles lsu team yeah every less miles lsu team that was good mm-hmm. and that you actually had to worry about would have several moments in the game where you go i don't know if you have enough dudes with headsets right just like who's in charge of juice boxes who counted these guys right like they were always kind of on the edge of control there too so like it's it's a fine line, and I can't tell you where USC is on it. I'm pretty sure I know where Miami is on it. Like I, 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 I'm pretty yeah. sure they're on the they're on the negative side. I mean, I mean, part of it also comes down to like, can you win? We kind of glossed over it on After Dark, but like, A and M won or Alabama. Sorry, sorry, A and M, you didn't win that game. Uh, Alabama won that game in a different way by throwing the ball, which is not a thing we have seen them. We had, that's not a way we thought they could win a big marquee football game. And I think most good teams, this has been true for a long time. There is not just one path to victory. USC only has one path right now. It always looks the same and it's always on the quarterback. And like that to me is the biggest question mark because, and we know based on last year's Pac-12 championship game, that, like, that puts you one injury away from no path. There is no route to vic- to to winning. And, like, does that have anything to do with what's going on at Miami? No, not necessarily. But I think maybe I guess what it is is that, like, the strategic choices and sort of the competitiveness of Miami at this point under this coaching staff, like... I don't even know if they have one consistent path. I don't know. I, forget multiple. What does one path to victory look like for Miami? I know Florida doesn't have one. We don't have to talk about them. No, we don't. <laughs> uh, by the way, like Florida's path Alabama, to victory is play Vanderbilt this year. Yeah, you, you want to talk about you want to talk about how like little. Did you guys win? Did you beat Vanderbilt? We did beat Vanderbilt. That's good. Thank you for Sometimes asking. Sometimes it doesn't happen. That's good. Yeah, 
progress. Glad to hear that. Um, it's important to celebrate the small victories. I, if you wanted to know, by the way, you say Alabama had to resort to passing. They have tried to do a little bit of the RPO, according to Clark Brooks, a.k.a. SEC StatCat, who you should absolutely follow on the social media uh, app of your choice. Uh, Clark said that they tried basically eight inside zone reads and one duo dive, and all of, and, and all of them but one failed. All of them. Like... They are you playing video game football. Their biggest gainers were hitch and go, mm-hmm. and uh, and smash basically. Like that was they they are running exactly what you run in video game football, um, except their four verts didn't work either. <laughs> there's so much. There's so much that doesn't work even with teams that win, right? Yeah, thank sure. you, thank you, Jimbo, for punting on fourth and one, and when the game was tied, I think that. If you want to know what else helps you, the other guy being worse at these things absolutely helps you. It's it's not even necessarily worse. It's like this is what stuck out about the Arizona game was and Jedfish said if he knew the rule, if he had a better understanding of the rules, he would have made the same decision. But at the end of the first overtime where Which is is the first half of that sentence completely putting the lie to the second half of that sentence? I, yeah. I mean it's I think it's mostly just like emphasizing i'm i'm not stupid and therefore i'm not i'm not wrong because i'm stupid i'm wrong because you disagree with me like it's not it's not a failure of ignorance it's a failure of strategy which he's arguing it it is a failure of ignorance no he's because he was saying even even if i had known even i if i had remembered that I have to he is saying that two. he's ignorant, but that it doesn't matter. Yes, that it would not have, would have done the yes, same it thing. Would not. And, which, but, which I think, like, can, like, can we all agree that if the answer coming to second OT is to go for your two point conversion, and you're going to call your best two point conversion, and Caleb Williams is on the other side, there of the we field, go. That's the thing. I don't care if you know what the rule is or not. How can you be at the end of that game and say? That you would rather go up against Caleb Williams than USC's defense yes. at that time. Yes, yeah, because the answer- what it presupposes is like to get to to have this come into effect, you have to score another touchdown. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like, and there's for all the things you're like, well, maybe we'll get a pick, or maybe they'll, you know, we'll stop them on fourth down. All that shit can happen to you too. <clears throat> You've got like one. Do you think it'll? Do you think it's more likely to happen to you against Caleb Williams? Well, yeah, and you or have against and how many? USC's defense. How many two point? You have your best two point play. You might have another one that's. I have. I, kind of, I, I, have I have a question that maybe you will know. Yeah. I, I don't talk to coaches. I don't know ball. I'm an idiot. Like, let's just put that right out here. Sure. Um, do Ryan. You, yeah. There's a. I don't know football strategy. You, no, listen, listen. You say you don't know ball. Remember when we were talking about how? Uh, remember, when we, remember when I was telling that story about my father-in-law, who's a family physician, mm-hmm. talking about how there's there's dumbasses in every office. <laughs> yes, like sure. every every workplace is a workplace, sure. just like any other. Yeah. There are coaches out there who just really like football. Yeah. Who are playing. Uh, who are playing Marvel Snap on their phones on the sideline during games? There have yeah. to be yes. some. Yes, like, I, and I'm I'm just saying this by by odds. This is a profession. There are like any other. There are smarties and dumbasses in every profession. There's there are dumbasses in NASA. There are mm-hmm. uh, there are 
you know, there are is everywhere. Ast- is so- astronaut the one job where we're pretty sure, like, there are no super dumbass astronauts? I don't know, man. Do they? All right. The ones that go to space. How about that? What if they were real handsome? I mean, I, I'm... <laughs> I'm sure we've probably got one or two. We've sent one or two dumbasses to space. Why am I going to space? Because you got a great donk. You got a donk so good, it looks good in a space suit. How do you get that kind of underbutt definition with 17 (laughs) layers of airproof? That's America's space ass. Um, Listen, I'm just, I'm just saying, like there I'm is. Calling, I'm, I'm, we brought the Gemini mission back because there's some twins down there. Yeah, I was, I was talking a few minutes ago about my my self appointed mission to put. Thank you, that was beautiful. Uh, to put sense to everything, even whether or not it's destined to make sense. There are moments. Uh, there are moments that we are never going to know about, where coaches were probably just really hungry sure. or sleepy. Yes, because they're people. Yeah, they're really hungry. Really sleepy, thinking about how they have, how they have not finished Tears of the Kingdom. Yep. yep. Uh, you know, thinking about how one of their uh, thinking about how one of their kids, um, you know what, got thrown out of a pumpkin patch oh, for brawling. I have this week. I have an example that I know I can point to and say something happened yeah. to and you I'm not that calling day. Football coaches. The, I'm not calling football coaches stupid as a group. I'm calling them a representative sample maybe, of the population. Maybe yeah, your, like the maybe mic- your coach's polo is just itchy today. Yeah, maybe they're smart as shit. There's a tag. Maybe they're There's smart a tag, as shit. There's a tag, Ryan. I asked for tagless. I told Sharon I have a skin allergy. <laughs> yeah. Like, and- Mike Gundy, I'm a man, I'm 40. Whatever happened in his house that day mm-hmm. on very little sleep. Like, he burned, like, four toaster waffles in a row. And, and a kid had something bad happen at school. And when something bad happens to your kid at school... Like it does. You're just like, listen, yeah. the world's horrible, and my kid's finding this out one whenever, day at a time. Well, it my, sucks. So my point is, whenever, whenever these things happen, and we get in the press conference room after, and we we get into breaking it down on the radio and our columns, and the next day, we always try to ascribe workplace related reasons. Sure. To yes. we we always try to ascribe workplace related reasons to what happened, and statistically. That cannot be true. And now I'm thinking back to Miami, and I'm like, has Mario just had really bad luck, like, fishing? Oh, on the, I, on the weekends? Did he just have a really bad summer of deep-sea fishing, even, and it bugs him? I think even beyond that, like, <coughs> Miami's decision to run the ball in that situation is not like... It's easy to sort of be like, oh, they wanted to get him 100 yards, or oh, they just no. like... Did you open three aggressive? skunked hard seltzers in a row the night before, and you're still mad about it, and you're thinking about how you have to be seen returning something to Publix, and how you're going to look like an idiot? But that's three skunked hard seltzers in one six-pack. Exactly. No one makes anything real or good in this country <laughs> we anymore. We used to make things in this country. The example I was going to use, have you ever... Have you ever uh, gone to look for your phone while you're holding your phone? Yeah. Have you, yes. ever, have you ever turned your phone flashlight on to look for your phone? That's the thing uh-huh. I've done before. Here's like, a lady-specific one. Have you ever lost your phone and called it from somebody else's phone and it's in your bra? <laughs> like, there is a level of that my, of the decision-making at the end of the Miami game, which is not your chest was poor. <laughs> it's just like, you just fucking put it on autopilot. Your brain oh, just yeah. sort of was like, I don't know. I just want to be done with this. Run you, pay, this. You, you just switched banks and yes. you paid the electric bill by accident right. out of your old account. Right. And now it's going to bounce. Now and the only problem. way they will let you change it is if you physically go, you to, go. to the power company. But I don't, but you I can't don't, do it over the phone. Yeah. They have a fax machine. I have but to it go to Illinois. I don't live machine. in Illinois anymore, but yeah. I have to go there. 
maybe we're not like maybe the mistake we're doing maybe the mystery that we're all hunting for the reason we can't find it is because it is nowhere in the football building sure it is just out here living life having shitty vibe days the yeah. same day the same as the rest oh, of because, us Please. because that is like that's a really good point because just like well what was mario cristobal's shitty day the rest of the georgia tech game was his yeah. shitty day yeah, yeah. What was the offensive coordinator's shitty get day? The four fucking turnovers they had before this. Yeah. I remind you, football. And like- also, what if like what if one of them had forgotten something? You know, yeah. one person on the sideline forgets something, has to go, has to run back to the football building, yeah. which is not close to Hard Rock. Yeah. You know, has has to run back to get their you know their polo or whatever, and they miss dinner, and they're hangry for an entire game. Um, like where there are so many, I, it, it, it kind of, I kind of feel like I'm in the allegory of the cave right now. Mm-hmm. And in front of me is the press conference podium. And I turn back and there's just a field of stars. Some of, some of it, all the stars are shit that went wrong. That day. Some of it is also, and I'll get back to my original question to Spencer in a second here. Some of it is also like who you are and how you got there. Like mm. when, and I'm sorry to bring this one up. It's just the one that came to mind. When Tennessee had 13 men on the field against LSU and they thought... They I don't remember that. I think it was 12. However, it, it, when they had an excess... I'm oh, sorry, I went the wrong direction. I, th- I meant to make it worse. <laughs> I think it was 14. When they had an excess of gentlemen participating in a football game, mm. um, I think part of what blunted it or why it wasn't like as big of... It, it, why it wasn't made as much of was like, is Derek Dooley... And Derek Dooley was not the first choice for that job. And Derek Dooley was like, nobody was like, ah, this is this is the man who's going to fix what's wrong with Tennessee. Mm. But like, man, Miami. But he had good manners. Miami, y'all made such a big deal about Mario Cristobal. And people said, these are his flaws. These are his limitations. Saw and, it coming. And when that comes home to roost, it just feels like it gets treated differently. Here's the question I was going to ask you, Spencer. This is going back to USC. We're talking about a lot of football in this episode, and I apologize to everybody. Yeah, sorry about that. I, I want everybody yeah, to know. This is supposed to be about the eclipse. What the I hell? want everybody to know. I do have a tab open on my computer that says you can visit a mountain of mannequin parts in the English countryside, and we will get there. The notion of your best two-point conversion play. Is that a thing football coaches are like, yes, we have our – we have yeah. – okay, okay. It, 100%. They it, go, de- okay. it depends on the kind of coach, but everybody has uh, – like if – I'm, I'm thinking about coaches like Dabo who may or may, may not. Like I'm thinking about the business types, but if you're like a ball coach, ball coach, mm-hmm. you have pet plays. Okay, so – now And they, and, so they and, that, and by the way, they, yeah. they might change – they might change – it might be an in-game thing where yeah. you go, okay, well, we've seen this and that's what we'd go for. But it's a thing you practice. It's a situation you practice for, okay. and you have, and you don't have like five hundred plays for that situation. Sure, you, you got like four, two. Maybe well, you've really at, by the end of you've the game. And this is a Bel- <laughs> by the end of the game, and Belichick is this is like straight Belichick. Mm-hmm. But by the end of the game, you really have like you start with a whole playbook, and by the end of the game, you have like four things that are working, right. like three things, right. and you just keep running those over and over again. So but you, well, you also have another potential hurdle here, which is you you have favorite plays and they're not working, but you have guys who are extremely like past the point of fault monogamous with these plays. Who are just going to keep trying putting the five-sided peg into the six-sided hole, no matter what? The, the Paul Johnson, yeah. Because mm-hmm. when it works, it's sweet. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's like Novocaine; it'll work eventually. Um, can I tell you all about the mountain of mannequin parts in the English countryside? 
Or do we have if more we football? Can, we want to I have one can more do, football oh, thing. Oh, I wanted to get to the Carolina Panthers statement on Israel. I've got one more thing. All right. I need you to watch Mark Stoops in Is that Twitter. Just dropped I, I dropped a link. We can edit this out if you don't want to wait for us all to watch it. But I need you to play that audio of him talking about. Yo! Of him talking about why they lost to Georgia. Server, can we put this? Can we drop this audio in here? You know, the, the other side, if you want to do that, it's blame, complain, deny, or make excuses. And we're not going to do that. You know, it is what it is. And, uh, you know, fans have that right. I, I give it to them. It, you know, I just encourage them to donate more because that's what those teams are doing. And, and, uh, and uh, I could promise you in Georgia, they, they bought some pretty good players. You're allowed to these days. And uh, we could use some help. That's what they look like. You know what I mean? When you have 85 of them. So, so uh, I encourage uh, anybody that's disgruntled to, to pony up some more. This reminds me of something. Dino Baber said a very similar thing. In a different direction, but in a similar sort of like... Uh, this is the reality of college football today after they got shellacked by UNC. Dino Baber's base, I'm going to paraphrase, was basically like, we have no depth because the transfer portal has just completely eaten it away. Like we, we have, we, we schools like Syracuse and Kentucky might be one of these schools as well. Cannot build up 85 players worth, you know, even like, you know, 45 players worth of like high quality depth because, the way it works now is even if you do manage to get them to your school in the first place, they're going to leave. They're going to go, they're going to go get poached to play somewhere else. Not saying that's good or bad, not, not ascribing a value judgment to it, but like, it's interesting that these two both had similar, like systemic issues that they wanted to raise. But I don't think that's what you want to say about this, Spencer. No, no. (laughs) If you, if you want to see a man who is firmly into the, like, this is my bag full of fucks, and it is very empty. The posture is really giving it away here. You can't see the posture on a podcast, but Mark Stoops is kicking it. He is so he, is, he is slid down. The, Mark Stoops is not a small man. Right. He has uh, he's, guy, he's seated next to a co-host. Yeah. yeah. And he is slid down so far in his he is he is slid down like half baked style. Yeah. He's reclined. He's, he's below he's, reclined. he's below the other gentleman's shoulder. Level. He has partaken of some fine Kentucky bluegrass, I have a feeling, between life, life is the locker room in here. Right. Life is his low rider and he is moving at about eight miles an hour. That's mm. the pose that he's in here. And the quote that uh when asked about the differential in talent and the outcome the quote from Mark Stoops is this, I can promise you, Georgia, they bought some pretty good players. You're allowed to do that these days, and we could use some help. That's what they look like these days if you have 85 of them. I encourage anybody disgruntled to pony up some more. Friend. Horse metaphor. Neighbor. <laughs> listener. Americans. International listeners. Humans. This is the voice of a man who doesn't give a shit. Not one red cent, zero fucks, not a care in the world. To recoup, to to review, okay, over the past two years, Mark Stoops has what? Gone head-to-head with the basketball coach at Kentucky. Something And one. And one. And one. Um, been photographed fairly recently with Rick Pitino. Been photographed recently with Rick Pitino, okay? Uh, I believe sells his own bourbon, has 
and is now openly telling everyone, hey, if you don't like the job I'm doing, you guys should just write some checks so I could buy some players. That'd be great. Otherwise, I'm going to be over here doing me. So clearly aware that they cannot do better than him, right? And he's right. He's and, right. Like, he's, you know, he didn't get along with the athletic director. And uh, I don't know the origins of that feud, but I don't know why the athletic director thinks for one second that he can do better. Um, I mean, part of this as well is like Kentucky laying the egg against Georgia. Lining Which up. we appreciated again because they did 100%. it right away and let us move on with yeah, their day. Yeah. 100%. But when you do it the same day <coughs> that Louisville beats Notre Dame, it's just like, God damn uh -huh. it! No. Yeah, of course, Ryan, Ooh. you would say that because you would be thinking like a person with considerations yeah, and recognizing could, your could potential insecurity in the position. Players? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I almost got that out. Dude, Louisville's so funny right now. If you want to so, talk, oh, so if you want to talk about teams that I love watching right now, Louisville is so in the like. Here is my 400 horsepower playbook and my 185 horsepower <laughs> roster, and then they just keep trying to match I them together. I think you need a converter for this, no, brother. They put nitro <laughs> on a moped. If watching Louisville is like watching someone try to run a huge video game on a real shit computer, mm -hmm. that's what it's like. Like I don't know, it crashed again. The lag's insane. Yeah. They're great. No, they're and they're still winning. They're still winning. That's why I love watching them because you go, I see what this is really supposed to look like, and we are so far off that because you just dropped off the server again because your graphics card is melting. But I love it. I love watching them. But yeah, Mark Stoops. Mark Stoops just doesn't. Mark Stoops is daring you to say some shit about the job he is doing. Just two weeks removed from. Again, beating Florida for the third time in a row and making Kentucky they're, look what, like... What is Kentucky, 5-1? and one? Yeah. They're fine. They're fine. They're going to go to the Citrus Bowl or something. They it's lost it, great. And they lost to the defending national champions? Also, you're Kentucky. Like, he's a folk hero, man. Yeah. I mean, I if the standard is we couldn't beat Georgia, who is the last team that did that now? Goodness. Oh, man. That is. We have, you got to go back to 2021, and it's in the SEC championship game. You got to go back to 2021. It's in the SEC mm. championship game, and they. Ended oh, I up, thought you meant the last time Kentucky beat. Georgia, oh no 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 no, no, like, no no the last no, time no, no. the last time anybody beat Georgia. Mm, yeah, uh, the last time. Ooh, a classic. The last time anybody from Kentucky beat Georgia was 2009, a Mark Richt, Rick's, Rich Brooks classic in Athens, 34-27. Mark Richt, uh, Mark Richt actually, to, actually lost uh, actually lost two of four there. They lost the 06 game as well. And then before that, if you want a... Uh, oh my God. Before that, if you want a Kentucky loss to Georgia, no you have to I, go I, back to... A Kentucky to, loss or a Kentucky win? Oh, sorry, a Kentucky win to Georgia. You have to go back to Jim Donnan versus Bill Curry in 1996. Oh, yeah. That's a Good night. Ray Goff and Jim Donnan each only lost once to Kentucky. Oof. Zoinks. Yeah. So, so like, you, you've got... I mean, Mark Richt, in all of his tenure... Uh, Lost twice uh, to Rich Brooks. Hey, Rich Brooks had some shit to say this weekend. <laughs> did you see this? No. No, did you? No, I'm answering sincerely. 
he is reposting a a tweet from College Football Report saying Mario is now seventy one sixty eight as head coach. He has the twelfth most talented team in college football and just lost to Georgia Tech at home. It's looking like the same story at Miami as it was at Oregon. He is an average head coach considering the talent advantage. And Rich Brooks put it up there. <laughs> Rich Brooks, who like for Ooh. people who don't know, all he tweets about is like. Golf, fishing. Golfing and fishing. And Rich, yep. Brooks ha- Rich Brooks has the life, man. He and did a it. good tomato he the- that he ate. Rich yep. Brooks did the Chiswick thing, and he finished the fucking drill. He, he did, did not go back to defensive coordinate for any weird old wizard and is just out there living his outdoor life. Okay, is this where we should acknowledge that UNC's defense does look very good this year? Okay, yes, yes. That's. Just- I mean, I wasn't aware that was in dispute. No, it's just, this- it's just sort of like... You know, it, it, if we're going to bring up Gene Chizik not being able to leave the life behind like John Wick, we should. I know, but how long? Okay, Rich. sorry. How many years has he been back? Uh, two. I want. I don't think it's been that long, has it? Okay, he was. He was. Um, sorry, not to use this twice, but he was uh, rich when he started, and he's still rich now. Correct. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, he yes, last year he came back as assistant head coach slash defensive coordinator. Wait, it was just last year. Just last yeah. year. God, it feels like so much longer. I think this is his second return. Okay, that's why. Um, But yeah, Kentucky gets to to play look ahead of the schedule. I think the next... mm, Yeah, the the last six games will really tell you if this is like a legit Kentucky team or not. They got to play Mizzou. They get to host Mizzou and Tennessee. They also Mm -hmm. get to host Alabama. And then they uh, and then they'll go to Louisville. I'm assuming, like, if they don't beat Mississippi State and South Carolina, there's a bigger problem to play here. But it's like, is there is there a path where you get to nine wins here? Sure, absolutely. That'd be a great year. Like, I don't think I, I don't know. I'm ass- if, if things have really changed in Kentucky, we, you know, we have said for years. Rich Brooks has one of the best jobs because it comes with a healthy set of expectations. But if the expectations are changing to you need to beat Georgia or be extremely competitive with them, the Kentucky job is going to suck. Yeah. Because I don't know, like, then he is right. Unless there's a shit ton of money coming into Kentucky football, I don't know how you get there. And even then, that's not going to stop Georgia from being Georgia. If any of you want to do something about it, write a check. I'll be over here watching horses. Gonna, you know what? I'm going to start. To, that's it. If you think the shutdown full cast is not as good as it used to be, write a goddamn <laughs> check about it. That's what you need to do. That's Ooh. right. So, so we can bring in some prospects. We need to get better hosts, but we don't have the money for that. Let's get AJ Hawk to just nod over here on okay. the right. Now just, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you about the Yeah, map. but once they get better hosts, they're still going to have Spencer and Jason to deal with. Hey, hey. Damn. Hi. Um, What's up? There is a mount. This is not a news story. I want to make clear. This has been around since at least 2021. But in the English countryside near Fulbeck, England. Sorry, near near what? Fulbeck. F U L B E C K. Shut down Fulbeck. Fulbeck. Yes. Got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. There is a mountain of mannequins that you can go and for. <clears throat> For 50 pounds, at least as of a couple years ago. Who knows about inflation, Biden? You can drive into the site, 
and fill your trunk with as many mannequins or pieces of mannequins as you would like to take home with you. So we're going. It, uh, the most popular, well, what do you think? What do you think the most popular mannequin item is? Mm. It's a it's a piece of a mannequin, not a heads. Head. Gotta be heads. The most popular bits are a female torso, usually headless, so that they can fit oh. a lamp on top. Let's hope. Oh, let, oh, that's why. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. why. Okay. It's that definitely why? for a lamp on top, and nothing worse uh, or more distressing. I was gonna than say that. feet, but I thought that was too gross. But mm-hmm. this is worse. Yep. Yep. Um, Wait, uh, hey, bro. a lamp like some fucked up Christmas story? Yeah, yeah. I think that's correct. Yes. Or, no, um, or did the but that first, was a le- the that was a person, leg. No, that's what I'm saying. That that's why it's fucked up. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Did the first person who asked for a female mannequin torso not have a plan in advance, and so he was just like, "Um, it's for a lamp, like a Christmas story," and then everybody in line behind him was like, "Yeah, yeah, maybe, it's for a female torso lamp. That's totally may- a thing." Maybe in in British Christmas story, it is a female torso. I have included in the chat here a photo of some of the men like. That's the other thing. It's not just standard, like, oh, I saw this at Macy's mannequins. There's some fucked up looking mannequins in here. I have so many thoughts and all of them are this bad. Lo- this looks like if you typed in AI murder mannequin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. It, it, is, it is online at something. And the, the ticket for it, which remains 50 pounds as of today. Is something called drive-through body part heist. Hum. I okay. I just like. I think it's important that we break down our mis- our conceptions of how fancy different cultures are, because if you ask me which country has a mountain full of, a mountain of mannequins that you can just come and fill your trunk with for a reasonable price, England or America. Well, pl- well played, England. Yeah, like like that. This sounds like this sounds like a an annex to the abandoned luggage depot in Alabama. Yes, yes, except much more distressing. Um, I have one more thing I want to bring up Let very quickly. Go. In fair, England has had longer to develop a program of that's being true. completely disturbing. And that's deranged. A, that's a good point. Um, they said they was gonna throw them in the bin. I said no. <laughs> Oi! You're struggling in it. Boy, that's me, torso. Once man, one man's rubbish is another man's lamp. <laughs> this is the, this is firmly establishing Britain in the in the boobs country, not the ass country. Every country is either a boobs or ass country. They have obviously opted for the boobs country. Sure. Um, I would also, and I think this will come out the day. Yes, you'll hear this episode the day that the episode is airing. Katie Nolan is on Celebrity Jeopardy this week and mm-hmm. is part. Like, got a dream pair of celebrities to be paired up with, in my opinion. Sherry Shepard and Mr. SVU Cake himself, Christopher Maloney. Wow. Like, what, Damn, a fu- like, what a fucking dream to be on that panel. Like, I, don't, I, think, both, I think Katie's won just by being part of that. They're both a little too smart for me. I want, like, Wolf Blitzer on one side, <laughs> right? <laughs> And then I was trying to think of who I wanted on Jeopardy, and I want Nas on the other. Now, I'm not saying this is <laughs> no, because... Nas is going to fight the whole time about how his right, answers are because, right. Because remember, Nas, Nas is not stupid. It's just that Nas has different information. Sure. Nas is he's working gonna in dis- base six. 
Right. He's going to disagree with that. You know, he'll be like, well, that's what you were taught. We haven't school. had 16 presidents. That's a lie. Yeah. There's phantom time. And I'll be like, oh, come on. <laughs> Meanwhile, Wolf Blitzer will just suck. Like Wolf Blitzer will suck out loud. Hey, to my dude, left. speaking of Jeopardy, y'all know who, who uh, is making a repeat appearance on the celebrity format. Hmm. Our very own Uncle Skip. Oh, that's right. Hell yes. Spot Uncle Skip. Hope you're listening. Uh, Skip. I hope you did well, because you've probably already filmed it. I don't watch Jeopardy, so I'm not sure how late this is. Jeopardy Jeopardy well. filmed in real time would be horrifying. I, ha- yeah. I will say I have seen the outfit <coughs> that was worn, and I can confirm uh, that British Knights were a part of the ensemble. Good. Nice. Did, did Skip crush it? Fucking stunt on him. I can't. I, I can't. I, I'm not. I don't no think spoilers. I'm allowed to talk. He's a celebrity. No oh, spoilers. come on. This is Skip, a, the, what are you going to what are you going a, to do with your winnings? This is actually the champions uh, wild card that he's a part mm. of. Ooh. Yeah, not yes. the celebrity. I, I did not mean to sound insulting by saying I don't watch Jeopardy. I cannot abide the face of Ken Jennings. That's fair. Like many of us are not LeVar Burton, but some of us could try a little harder than others. This is why Tracy Morgan should have been named host of Jeopardy. Oh. Wrong. <laughs> Just imagine him saying wrong. Sorry. I can't even do a Tracy Morgan. No, what do you what does that even sound like? I don't know. It's fine. I, don't, oh, I can't do a New York I, accent. I, I can't do Tracy Morgan. The important thing is that you believe you can. I can give away I can't give no, away that's flight. Uh last Monday he did win his quarterfinal um matchup and he Let's is now go. Indeed, oh, oh, he is now he advanced beat? to the semifinals. What he celebrities beat. has he dispatched? <coughs> uh, these are not once well, again, these, these are not celebrities. Champions. These are uh, these are all oh, these are Jeopardy okay. champions. Katrina Skip Hill is a celebrity and Greg to us. Okay. Yeah, celebrity no. to Fuck us. Yeah, Skip. Okay. So Skip has uh has moved on to the semifinals. The second part of the quarter quarterfinals is this week. And so big day for Naropa. Are, Next week, maybe. All right. So I'm gonna scout. I'm gonna scout Katie here. Uh, I think her chances are pretty good. Who are you more worried advancing. about, Maloney or Sherry Shepard? <sighs> Sherry Shepard, who did play Tracy Morgan's wife on Thirty Rock. Maloney doesn't have to have any hidden qualities because he looks like that. Mm. Yeah. See, Sherry, Sherry Shepard's on Thirty Rock, and I think like you had to be pretty smart to just hang with the script. Mm-hmm. at all so mm-hmm. like you know i'm 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 and she's definitely not going to be afraid of the stage which is a big thing on jeopardy right that you know contestants kind of get starstruck by the environment and being on camera and the the buzzer etc so i think she's going to handle that well i like her i like her fundamentals there she was on the view for so long though and i'm worried that that's bad for your brain i think that is bad for your mm-hmm. brain i you think know? i think hosting almost any daytime television show is probably bad for your brain yeah. Except um, CBS Sunday I, morning. Fuck I fuck with CBS Sunday morning. Part of me feels that Maloney might have this might have all been to reach this moment. That is my mm. <laughs> like his okay. entire life his entire life and career might have led to this moment for him. This is, I, like, he was I, it I, was. I could very much see that being the actual story that's happening that none of us will ever know. He was a history major. At Colorado. At Colorado. So he might have he might have just a fraction of the power of Dan Carlin vibes coursing through his veins. I feel real uh I feel uh real feelings for our, our buddy Dan Carlin right now who has to be going through it with his up and down Colorado program. He's he's probably feeling great. He's probably yeah. doing great. 
Like, not because not only is Colorado much better than they have been, they're literally being talked about as a history maker. Like, what more could you ask oh, for? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Also, that way. he knows the long arc of history. He's like, if you just give them time, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they've started what is the don't, germ. Man, don't imitate somebody who's been on the show. That's of a beautiful weird. flower that's going to blossom into an empire. It's yeah, fine. like you know, it's better than his Tracy Morgan impression. So. Oh God! No. I, I didn't even believe in that impression. That just came out. It was bad. Not all ideas are good, Ryan. Yeah. So, so are yeah, you, Ryan? So, are you saying Katie Nolan is going to lose this Jeopardy round? I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and bet on Katie. Okay. Okay. That's why, because sports people, obviously, the smartest people in the building. How would they not be? <laughs> I'm trying. To, I really would. I I really would like to see Boomer on Celebrity Jeopardy at one point. <laughs> but what Asiasen no, or no you know that's not who I meant or Berman Chris Berman is who I meant you oh, know God. it be like I'm gonna do great I went to Brown <laughs> finishes down negative 800 he went to Brown he did go to Brown yeah semiotics ass yeah he might be who knows he might be incredible he might have already been on Jeopardy that's how long the show has been right like if if I have to pick if I had to pick absolute like most people are like who would you pick you know as your ringer on jeopardy i'm like no no man i want to pick the people i know i'm gonna dominate i want to pick a whole pool of people that i am going to absolutely clean out mm-hmm. yep you know yep. have you been wait have you been on jeopardy i forget i am in the second round of consideration but that they haven't called me but apparently like they'll just not oh, you call took you the test they'll not call you for years i took the test and i got the on camera uh, what did you wear game well, no, you you didn't. It's not that stage yet. You didn't. What do you mean you didn't? So the first stage. <laughs> so I'm not on Jeopardy. Katie Dolan is this week. This is okay. I got. No, I took the test. Mm, I got uh, the callback for that, the group stage. Yeah. The group stage is when they, at the time, it was during the pandemic, so they had a big Zoom call yep. where everybody is sort of taking a live test together and they sort of see how you react and how you look on camera, right? <laughs> and they don't tell you to wear anything special, so right. I didn't. Okay. So you didn't what? Wear a shirt. Okay. And uh, at that point, that's when all communications ceased, so I'm pretty sure I'm not. But apparently, they could, it could be years between that stage I, and when yeah, they call I you mean, for an on-camera. Like, Claire wrote a whole fucking book about this and we're just out here pontificating, yeah. so. Yes, but what I... What would no, you I, wear on Jeopardy? Not a suit. I don't think that's going to be cool, man. Are that's you, fine. Are you wearing a dress shirt? I'll wear a shirt. I didn't say a shirt. <laughs> well, yes, Spencer. Wearing... <laughs> you must. Why do you keep evading the question about whether or not you were nude on Jeopardy? Trebek's, Trebek's dead. I'm not wearing a suit for anybody on that stage. Maloney wore can... a suit. You better than Maloney? Well, yeah, he looks great Maloney in a suit. Probably, I look like a sack listen, of Maloney shit in a suit, Ryan. Like that. I think the suit grows on his body. I think after a certain number of years on Law & Order, the suit just fuses That's to probably- you. I look like Mr. Badger from from <laughs> like the fabulous Mr. Fox in a suit. It looks like garbage. That's a compliment. You did get some dude in your mentions yesterday who looked like a fucking Redwall escapee. <laughs> I did. I did. I had like genuinely one of the weirdest looking. I, I say this as someone who favorably comes compares herself to one of the contestants in Fat Bear Week, but like there was a dude who looked like a fucking bipedal forest creature in your mix <coughs> this other day. 
I had a guy. I had a guy today confidently tell me when seeing a picture of my younger self, say, "That's what." Oh, now I know what middle-aged Josh Gad is going to look like. What the fuck? And he looked like he looked like uh, Buster Scruggs, and I'm like, "Brother, you're in your Abbey. You you know that, right? You know that." So yeah, Katie Nolan's gonna smoke Christopher Maloney. In short, <laughs> I think it's over. Sherry Shepard, I don't know. That's a wild card, but but I think she's got Maloney down because Maloney's handsome, and and being handsome will make you dumb. I would like if Maloney is comically dumb, like just oh, amusingly he might be. dumb. Please, yeah, he might just be real dumb, huh? Yeah, like, but like endearingly dumb in a way where mm-hmm. we like, oh, we like you more now. Yeah, my yeah. my big sweet, but but having boy. Yeah, it's like listen, all your all your XP. All your all your character all points they went, oh, they went straight to cakes. Yeah, charisma or in charisma, it's like charisma right. ten, agility zero, <laughs> intelligence zero, cakes ten. Just standing off to the side of the stage, seething is Vincent D'Onofrio, who never got the call. <laughs> Man. All right, now I have to see if Vincent D'Onofrio has been on Celebrity Jeopardy. Hold on, Celebrity Jeopardy. Mm, he has been a clue, but he has not been. I don't think he's been on Celebrity Jeopardy, and that is a mistake. Well, the best, the best contestants, the best Celebrity Jeopardy contestants of all time, I believe, by winnings ever. Michael McKeon is up there. Sure, nice. Uh, which you know, I don't think surprises anybody. Uh, Andy Richter. Uh, This is before, of course, Jeopardy fans, I know the the dollar amounts were doubled at one point. But so the OGs, right? The pre-2000s, Andy Richter Mm -hmm. was up there. Jon Stewart, uh, I think, was second. Uh, Bob Costas is is up there. And of course, Jerry Orbach shouts out. Jerry Jerry Orbach. Jane Jane Curtin was really good on Celebrity Jeopardy, too. Uh huh. Former talk soup host Hal Sparks was sure. excellent on the show as well. Um, Jerry Orbach. Is- Jerry Orbach won seventeen grand in nineteen ninety three. Sam Waterston eighteen eight. You know what? I changed my mind. Law and Order is a fucking breeding ground for celebrity Jeopardy champions. Maloney in a walk. Okay. Okay. Katie's gonna hear that. Uh, <laughs> Katie doesn't listen to this show. Yeah, she's got better things to do, dude. Yeah, like who do you like think is the, the most successful person? Maloney. Who's the most successful person who listens to this show? It's probably Holly when Cerber sends her the edit. Uncle Skip. Uh, it's it's people who we don't want to name here because we love them too much. We don't want to embarrass them. Yeah. Um, Andy Richter's still king, though. By the way, on Celebrity Jeopardy. Like the most that we can beep this out. The most successful person who listens to this show is. And I would never, and I would never humiliate him by pointing that out in public that he listens to the show. Yeah, you should just beep that, but leave that sentence in. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Do you want to get to the Panthers' statement on Israel? Yeah. Okay. Hold on, I have to call it up so I can read the comments. It's not so much that the Panthers had a statement on Israel, which they did, which okay, but it's what happened next.
Like, I think we've made a lot of progress in recent years in not, not a lot of progress, but I think we've made some progress in recent years, uh, in so, the in the arena of you don't have to have a take on everything. Mm -hmm. I think that whether or not people listen to that, <coughs> at least heard that advice. That's up to them. Br brands have not heard that advice. So the Carolina Panthers, in an Instagram post, black background, white letters, Cal As Carolina Panthers logo, uh, in a statement that leads with, we stand with the people of Israel. Okay, NFL team issuing a statement on the recent violence uh, between uh, Israeli Armed Forces and Hamas. These are the responses. And I know that you can get trapped in your own little channel, your own little reef when it comes to social media. And you might get used to a specific kind of internet discourse. Honestly, never on the forecast. Never here. No. But but this is this Twi is the public forum where people come to share this is the different This is the Agora. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> this is where all the important of uh, Socrates are is treated. welcome here and we'll only poison him as a joke. Yeah, it's <laughs> how much of a dick do you have to be for people to be like, just feed him poison. It's not Jesus even that. Fucking it's, Christ. it's the the great thing about Socrates being a dick is it's like okay. I don't know. We would poison a lot of people if we got the chance. Say you're sorry or take the poison. I know that's not exactly how it went, but he was like, "Fuck you, I'll take the." That's he should be the Miami head coach. Socrates should. Yeah, that's Mark. That's a Mark Stoops ass opinion. That's when you're like, you, yeah, give me the poison. It actually makes perfect sense because you have a whole bunch of Daryls in the Miami fandom just that's yelling, right. "Fuck him up, Socrates." But I'm sorry, yeah. you were explaining our, our that our that current, I wasn't our current uh, thought thought center, the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, well, my my mentions on Twitter aren't usually that bad, so I really. But I'm accustomed to the type of bad that they are. But I've been spending a little more time on other platforms recently for reasons and. Um, Instagram is one of them. And let me tell you what, Instagram comments, they are... Those people come from Facebook. They it's a different portal. Holy. You have to remember it's a different portal. It's, it's, also, it's also, they're getting all horned up in other places. They got a lot of energy. They like they just roll in yeah. with all kinds of frustrations like people, and excitement. People on Twitter are just reading words and reacting to those. But on Instagram, people are looking at food or getting, uh, well, or getting all horned up from AI, yoga AI bikini butts. Yep. They do. And also they're they're engaging with what is primarily a visual medium. Mm -hmm. Like people on Twitter are like, I have words and where these are primarily a you know, a word based medium, so I'm gonna go ahead and use it. And on, on Instagram, Instagram it's like fuck you paragraph. On Instagram they're basically typing with their left hand brain wise, <laughs> right? Because like the comments on an Instagram post are not the primary tool of interaction. Sure. It's the visual medium. Sure. And everybody's sort of playing with their you know, they're using their second best two-point conversion right. play, this right? Is, this is army through 15 passes in this game. This is great. It's their passing game for a run team. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, I was not prepared for spending a little more time on Instagram because, goddamn, y'all will say anything <laughs> with your Christian names, with your government names <laughs> attached to your Instagram comment because... Underneath the we you unlocked your Instagram and this is your fault. I'm going to ignore the like. I would never. I'm not. I'm going to just skip past the 500 free Palestines that come under this. Okay, these are the top. That's the, well, that's that's the, like that's the last part, which is the funniest. Yeah, like there are these top comments, and then it's just 500 free Palestines. Here's which rare Carolina Panthers fans dub we must acknowledge. I'm going to skip a word I can't say with the top most liked comment on this, okay. which is. We need to stand up for a goddamn win. That's the most liked comment on this hold, post. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Mm -hmm. We need to stand up 
mm-hmm. for a goddamn win, like mm-hmm. a, an NFL football regular season win. Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. Second. Why comment. are we giving all this money to Ukraine when Panthers are fucking on five? Yeah. Hmm. That's probably in there somewhere because well, when it's got to be in here somewhere. When you hear the rest of the comments, you'll understand. Yeah, Spencer, just just go ahead and take a spin through these. From a, a, a someone else with their real name, their real goddamn name on here. Our situation is worse than theirs. Does he mean? Okay, now here's one of my questions. <laughs> does he mean Joe Biden's America, or does he mean the Panthers? He, means, he, means, he, the means, Panthers. The Panthers. Okay. he means the Panthers. Okay. Wow. Yeah, there are 90 replies to this. I'm not reading any of them. Uh, Why would gentle people of the internet, when you see mm-hmm. this, com- when you see this comment, you may feel the urge to reply and insist that no, it is not worse for the Carolina Panthers. This person cannot be reasoned with, cannot be understood. Move on. No. Don't waste this. You have only so much time here on this earth. Don't spend it arguing with this particular comment. Colin Robinson is on the other end of that line. <laughs> He's stronger than ever. Just, Fully just, nude. Just energy vampiring you, okay? Don't do it. Don't let him have it. Okay? Uh, from another person. With again, I believe their real name. Need to stand up to these teams bullying y'all. <laughs> oh, Man. yeah. And then, can you stand? Can y'all like, stand with the people of Charlotte for if, once? If 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 Instagram had been around when JFK was assassinated and the Cowboys had said any of it, it would have just been like, well, at least there's one somebody with accuracy in Dallas. Like, it would have just been just absolute nightmares if if the Cowboys at the time had been like, we're so sorry to hear about what happened to President John F. Kennedy. Oswald had more time to get off those shots and back at it throw. (laughs) Secret Service must play defense for us. (laughs) Was the Cowboys line out drinking till five in the morning, too? Huh? Need to worry a little bit less about January 6th, a little bit more about the first weekend in February, tell you what. <laughs> That's Yeah, if you want to know about media, yeah, like, I I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. I am what I consider to be an internet veteran, and I am not ready for the absolute neon garbage that you will see in, I, I just see on one Instagram. Good one. There is one good one. Okay. Hmm. Miami, he, uh, it, I think it's a, a good, a good end point, a good, a good punctuation mark to end on. And that is under the Miami Heat's statement of support for the people of Israel. And the commenter who replied, you are a basketball team. 